Hello and welcome to another exciting adventure of Anime Tour Bus. It's me, your non-expert Eric. And who's that sitting right next to me? Listener, where are you sitting? Listener, where? Listener? Listener? Oh! Oh my god! Metzger! Uh, Metzger is, of course, the expert who uh, sits at the very front of the bus. She uh, runs this anime uh, podcast uh, where we watch some animes and stuff. She's she's the expert. She's very... uh, She's she's like, you know, real into anime and like I'm kind of still kind of newer to it. And I rarely, if ever, kind of watch anime uh, on my own uh, just because like, you know, it's not always my thing, though. I have recently been watching Spy X, um, uh, but of course, like the English dub, because, you know, I'm like that. I'm I'm not watching subtitles and when I'm choosing to watch it, but uh, every every week we watch, you know, a handful. Oh my God, Metzger! This entire time I've been talking, we've been plummeting towards the listener. Metzger, the bus has turned into a trolley car. And Metzger, there's there's the uh, <laughs> there's the listener. He's on the tracks, or she, or they. They the listener is on the tracks. What are we gonna do? You said this was a trolley car, so I'm assuming thought you would have moved past the trolley argument in this phase of your life. Metzger! Oh no, it seems like the only way <laughs> the only way to save the listener is to cancel the podcast. Oh no, listener. <laughs> Whether we ought to have a podcast no one listens to or to have no podcast at all. Listener! <laughs> listener can you wiggle off the path can you please wiggle this entire time i was explaining how much of a non-expert i was we've been plummeting towards the listener we could have come up with several alternative uh (laughs) this is stupid Uh, i don't know why you're here mesker can you just do the snap fingers thing yeah sure Oh, and there's a listener sitting right next to me. Okay, well, uh, all moral problems are just solved by I fundamental really powers. Don't understand any of this? <laughs> fundamental powers that re- can reshape the universe, uh, which Metzger has a, a warlock treaty uh, to solve. Uh, the the bus is moving forward. Metzger, the reason I talk about this, of course, <laughs> <laughs> is because. One of the episodes of our our uh, podcast today, Jujutsu Kaisen, deals with a moral dilemma. That is, if someone takes over your body and kills an entire, let's say, tens of thousands, maybe maybe a hundred thousand people with your body, but they they've got control of your body, uh, would you feel responsible? Ah, uh, yes. The uh, I've been possessed by the devil argument. Yeah, well, I thought I would just kind of warm us up with the classic moral dilemma of the listeners on the tracks. <laughs> so fucking stupid. Yeah, so Metzger, what, what do you think about it? Do you? I am so very upset with you because there are actual court cases in the country that we live in where people have tried to use the defense of I was possessed by the devil. I know. And you went with the trolley car argument? Here's the thing, Metzger. I could have done. And listen, I thought of that. I want you to know, you didn't independently. Like, I also thought of that. And I thought, 
that would be a wonderful discussion to have on a podcast and maybe bring up an actual court case and the and a brush over the legal arguments made therein. Or I could just pretend that the listener has been tied onto the tracks and then resolve it through a trite mechanism of Metzger snapping her ethereal fingers. Um. See, I was just thinking the theme that actually for once, uh, both of our anime shared the same theme, and that was the everyone's been bamboozled i uh i'm not sure what you're meaning by i know what you mean by the the jujitsu kaizen one but i'm not sure what you're meaning by the shangri-la frontier but hey let's so you want to start with shangri-la frontier so let's I actually show... start with shangri-la yeah. frontier give me the give me yeah. what you're thinking and like maybe a synopsis well the synopsis is is that he's been bamboozled he does finally get away from pencil, pencil gone, the the pencil penis. Yes, I was gonna say pencil dragon. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not because I thought it was gonna be a funny way to misdo it, but because I actually was thinking Arthur Pendragon or whatever. And yep, and and that's literally what I always jump to. I always naturally fucked it up. So Arthur Pencil Penis. Um, well, it, oh yeah, there's the dramatic. They get they get bamboozled. They Every, have bamboozled. Everybody gets bamboozled. Everybody's getting tricked around. Through the Except old swap for the around. girlfriend. She technically gets bamboozled where it doesn't go the way she wants it to go, but she's happy with anything. Her her bar is so low. Are you fucking kidding me? This girl just unlocked a new achievement. This girl's now in defeat. That she literally gets stepped on and is so very happy. I she's she's got a new kink unlocked. I mean, if you've been stalking someone for weeks and been unable to find them, any point of contact is an improvement. <laughs> um, the Beastmaster casts five curses because the bunny transforms and she needs to protect this bunny. She really wants a screenshot with this bunny. And she casts five curses that she's gathered over her time on Pencil Gone. Oh, damn. Pencil Knight has a cursed doll that reflects up to five curses. So, holy shit. And reflect, Eric. What does that do? Well, um, when, when, when we no longer got the doll, okay... So, so Doll absorbed all, all the original curses, right? But now... And reflects them. What does Reflect do? Uh, it, it puts it right back at you. Uh, right? There we go. That's what I was looking for. But but she's she's down to, like, very, very low health. Single health points. Yeah. So, uh, all that being said, Mesker, she does a trickeroni. She's got one last curse, and it can only be performed when she's in single digit health points and she she essentially explodes she does the final sting it sounds like one of those like because all spells they have like you know some level of, of balancing with them right so like some level of like hey this does a lot of damage but costs a lot of mana or like hey this does a lot of damage but has like a 30 percent chance to miss or something like that um, hey, this does a lot of damage, but you sacrifice yourself. This is a lethal compact. Um, so 
so with that being said, um, she she takes out pencil penis with her her big end spell, and they both go down. Uh, then all that's left is a handful of the the cronies, Rapscallions. yeah, the, the her her goons that she brought with her. Um, of which the uh, attack knight, attack master. There we go. Yeah, um, is just is just chopping away, just just going to going to work like 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 chopping down a tree. In which case, uh, our our bird boy uh, says, "Hey, this is my chance." And runs up her sword, jumps off of her face, looks down at her with the most passive look i've ever seen as she laughs, <laughs> well, latches on to it's a bird mask you don't know what his face actually looks like the the mask doesn't move i wonder if he can change his look i know he won't but i think it'll remove the bird mask i don't think but, they'll ever remove the bird mask hmm. And then leaps off of her face and goes into the the town that everyone was trying to keep him out of. And uh, teleports to the rabbit, the Vorpal bunny zone. At which point he trains a lot. Yeah, and that's where I think he gets bamboozled is he gets told that he has to fight 10 enemies. And the first enemy the first, is actually a wave and it consists of five or more doggos. Yep. And then he's like, please tell me that the next one is just a single anime or anime. And the- a single anime? Oh, I couldn't do it. Oh, that'd be the too much for Eric. You had to watch 10 animes and you're like, okay, at once, right? And I pulled out five on different screens. Oh, <laughs> and they're every single one of them is subtitled. There's- yeah, yeah, because why would they not be? You know, the worst part, if one of them was dubbed... <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man that would wreck me so uh he's obviously it's like a hydra bear and then he has to chop off the heads and there's just a big goblin what's to deal with the the bear lion there's just like a big cat um and then there's fucking eagle that the eagle there's a bird there's a bird that shits poison that shits poison the hawk or whatever it is it, it, yeah, he fought it 112 times. <laughs> Most of these, he's like, did it in one to seven times. Got Maybe got it on the first. No, there were some that, there's like one that took like 40 or something. Yeah, there's, well, so that was the, the Hawk one. They did the little clip at the end, which was like uh, attempt number 45. I thought there was another one where it took him like double digits. Uh, either way, most of them are, were like one to seven. And um, there's one where he's like trying to get down the rhythm of the robot, trying to figure out its patterns. And it's just like, no, nah, fucking attack. <laughs> yeah, no, there's I feel whoever made this has played a lot of MMOs and like really fucking gets it. Yeah. When I was a young boy, um, my parents gave me a Game Boy Color and on this Game Boy Color, I played Legend of Zelda uh, Ocarina, or no, no, Legend of Zelda Oracle of Seasons. I um, remember that one. And uh, the forest. So there was one of the dungeons, the big boss at the very end. It was a dungeon where you got this little wrist bracelet that gave you the ability to have super strength. Essentially, you could pick up shit. Um, 
and I get to the boss and the boss is a fucking rhino. And I am a child trying to figure out how I'm working through this dungeon. I've made it pretty far. And I'm like swinging my sword and just bouncing off this rhino. And I'm thinking, well, maybe he's taking at least some damage. No, no, I should have picked up on the ding, ding, ding. Like it was just bouncing off of him and stuff like that. <laughs> There's spikes in the middle of the room. I worked on this for six to eight months. I would work my way through the dungeon. Is there something I miss? Is there something I'm not doing correctly? Maybe I got the boss key too early before, you know, I found like whatever I need to fight this boss. I'm trying different combinations of things. Maybe it's a slingshot that shoots the the fire things. No, not that. Maybe the, the my mystical seeds. Maybe they're going to do something here. I never figured out what the fuck they do. Um, and, and so I, uh, Finally, one day, by accident, the rhino ran into the wall, and for just a second, he falls down, and like, uh, he's like, and that's when I would always be like, ah, this is my chance, I should swing, swing, swing. Never did any damage, even front of him, back of him, whatever. I just happened to click the wrong fucking button. And I picked him up because I had the big stupid strength bracelet on. How the fuck was I supposed to know that the objective was to pick up the rhino and throw him onto the spikes in the middle of the room with the bracelet that I found in there? That's crazy talk. And I've been bitter about it ever since. It took me like eight months of my childhood. You weren't using it for anything else. What a fucking way to wreck <laughs> me in a sentence. <laughs> <laughs> you piece of shit <laughs> maybe you have also experienced uh this hatred for your game listener um he he's at the very end the only thing that we're missing here is that like he's put in with an enemy that uh is level 120 not meant to be beaten yeah so the guy's like survive for five minutes and the the creature's like half person, half tree. It's it's making like portals come out of the grounds with like roots and stuff trying to kill him. He's that thing from uh that other Shangri-La Hell's Paradise. Yes. He's one of those things. Yeah. That's actually a good comparison. Um that's 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 the majority of it. He's he's going to do this fight. We'll talk about it more next time. Listener, if there's been a bad game that maybe you had a hard time with and you want Metzger to wreck you in a single sentence, or you just want to share your fucking experience with the world so that they can, we can all kind of come together and like have, have more, more community, more empathy, more sympathy for each other and, and maybe not get rocked by Metzger. Uh, well, there's places where you can share that with us. That's uh anime tour bus on Instagram, anime underscore bus on Twitter. And Hey, check us out at anime tour bus.wordpress.com. Uh, Hey, Metzger. So who else got bamboozled this week? Uh, I'm thinking specifically about Jujutsu Kaisen. First person to get bamboozled. Number uh, one is, Wait, can you do them? Not chronologically, but in order of bamboozle. Uh, it's still, what do you mean order of bamboozle? I'm, can you, can we go, uh, lowest level of bamboozle to highest level of bamboozle? Oh, okay. Okay. Well, Fushiguro definitely didn't get bamboozled. He was the bamboozler. He bamboozled. Yeah. Nanami bamboozles us. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, he's it's like half of his face is missing. Dude's like missing part of his lips and stuff. He's turned into Harvey Dent. Yeah. He has turned into Harvey Dent. <laughs> I didn't even make that a comparison, but he's literally got like teeth sticking out. And he's blonde. Dude's jacked as hell. He's j- dude, Nanami is a god. But he's um I was going to say a successful businessman, which he is. And Harvey Dent was kind of a successful businessman as he was Gotham's prosecutor. Yeah, but like he freaking Nanami versus I don't remember Harvey Dent going into the, I don't know, employee gym at the local prosecutor's office and, and Chris, being do like, do you believe that Gotham's prosecutor has a, a healthy work life balance? I I feel like, you know, I would expect him to at least fucking get out some reps, you know? I don't think he has any time. <laughs> there seems to be a lot of work for him. Yes, There's, indeed. It They do definitely portray it as he is like the only prosecutor in... Uh, yeah, he doesn't Gotham. have staff that he can, you know, give like, things to. The whole caseload is his. And it's just going to be like this rinse because Batman's because Batman's too, uh, for lack of a better word, pussy for the death sentence. He's I literally was going to say is a bitch boy and won't kill the Joker. Yeah. Uh, And it's not just the Joker. It's literally all of them. I know. I know. But like any of I'm, like... I'm usually very big on reform. So. But, like, to some extent, like, how many times do you break out of an insane institution and commit more crime to be caught and then prosecuted again? Honestly, sounds like a, it sounds like a fun wheel to just circle around. Um, Job security. Okay. Then that's the your, next this person. isn't a Batman anime. No. Who's the next person to get bamboozled? Uh, I'm going to say it's a coin toss between uh, who do you think got bamboozled more Sakuna as he was trying to figure out the clicking of the wheel or the clicking of the wheel when it still gets its shits rocked. Okay, so clicking wheel boy isn't used to ever getting his shit rocked. Well, Um, I mean, he's used to getting his shit rocked enough to click. But like. Click is always a way out, right? Yeah, that adaptation. So he's not used to, I guess, the the failure. Yeah, so he's not I, used to critical failure. I would say that, like, that is the most bamboozled. Sukuna, I would say, had a good time. Uh, he really enjoyed this party, and he says, thanks for inviting me. Um, I would say Sukuna was only moderately bamboozled at best. He was bamboozled enough to go, what did you do? He did the thing, like, when you hear a weird sound oh, and you yeah. look at your dog and you go, what's in your mouth? <laughs> uh, yeah. So <laughs> he was, immediately runs away. He's like, all right, so I'm going to have to solve this. Otherwise, this this dumb shit dies. And then he's like, I'll let you go. Just kidding. Dead. Which, thank uh, God, I fucking hated that dude. So, yeah, like, he keeps, he 
keeps Fushiguro alive. He's like, nope, I have plans for you. You're going to live. Weird hand sword boy dies. He got bamboozled the most. Yeah, so I was saving him for last. He gets bamboozled every which way. Mostly because he doesn't understand his own... Uh, I must call it a quirk, but that's the wrong anime. He doesn't understand his own technique. Yeah. And he hasn't had enough uh, of a refactory period to accumulate more miracles. I do like that this guy can essentially just eat like a really good sandwich and get a miracle out of it. (laughs) But does that make the sandwich (laughs) taste a little blander? I don't think so, because again, he doesn't understand how it works. So it's just like... Oh, so he just thinks all sandwiches are bland. No, it's just anytime he experiences something really good, it gets like stored. Well, most sandwiches are pretty fucking good, Mancy. I just had one earlier. Uh, yeah, I made like leftover Thanksgiving sliders using uh Hawaiian rolls. He gets bamboozled because Fushiguro he thinks he's gonna murder Fushiguro, and instead Fushi uh starts a ritual. And drags him in as a participant, knowing that they're both going to die. So there's bamboozle number one. Bamboozle number two, Sukuna shows up and seemingly saves him. Then bamboozle number three is he already used up all of his miracles when Nanami kicked his ass. So, yeah, (laughs) I don't have anything to add. No, no, it's good. I, by the end of it, like, I hated that dude. I hated that dude. But by the end of it, I kind of had grown to like, like him for just being uh, so simple. Just so very simple. He is a simpleton. He likes to murder. And when he experiences things like a very pretty sunset, it gives him an extra life. Okay. Do you, how do you feel about Fushiguro uh, and this technique? How do you feel like everyone else deals with it? Because, oh, I guess you can come in as a bystander to witness it, but you don't have to like actually participate in it, and that's how it gets passed down generation to generation to generation. But no one's ever beaten the ten. Yeah, but if you show up, like if you're as a, if you're a participant, you have to try to beat it. But if you're an observer. You, you can just force of, someone to be a participant and then you can like, you can learn how to challenge it. Yeah. So it's really like your trump card. That kind of that's kind of shitty. Yeah, my trump card is ultimately <laughs> um a self-destruct button, right? Like Exactly. It's, just like that other girl. Just like the it, girl from Shangri-La. Okay, well, I'm over here like uh I was thinking more like Voltorb and his explode, but that's fine too, I guess. Yeah, how dare I actually relate it back to the other anime that we were talking about 15 minutes ago. The purest form of anime is Pokemon. No. No. Purest form of anime is like Astro Boy. Ooh, that's cute. Well, what about like Akira or something? Like one of those more, I don't know. Because that's where, for me, at least my knowledge of anime. That's the purest form of anime to Eric is Akira. Yeah, pretty fucked up, but yeah, purest. I guess the purest anime for me would be Sailor Moon. That's cute. Seems like Pokemon, but for girls. 
What do you mean? They have drastically different plots. It all everything's just Pokemon from the top down. It's like Ash has just got a gambling problem. Does Ash have a gambling problem? Wait, what? That's how I interpret his need to go around and collect creatures. I don't think that's a gambling problem. That's to say that the people that love stamp collecting have a gambling problem. I would say that when you gamble pieces of your life away for stamps, you have a gambling problem. I Is it just an obsession then instead of gambling? But it seems like it's since Pokemon is essentially a game and you have them fight each other and you place bets and odds and you risk your Pokemon to try and get other people's Pokemon or you risk your own Pokemon just to try and get wild Pokemon. Yeah, that's the part that always got me of like playing the uh, card game and stuff like that, where I would risk a card in order to like, you know, maybe win their card and stuff. I never liked that. But there were certain stakes in Pokemon where like you would go to battle with someone and you would be like, all right, if you win, you get my Eevee. And if you lose, then I get your, and then they. That's fucked up. Yeah, no, I've never been a fan of that. So maybe, maybe that you could make a fair case of a gambling disorder. And joining all of these leagues, like that has to cost money. Like you can't just get in for free, right? Like people have their hobbies, Metzger. <laughs> uh, yeah, his no, hobby I just get... happens to be his only job as a ten-year-old. I get having a hobby, but where I think it's a gambling problem is the fact that it interferes with his day-to-day life. To where, like, he doesn't have, like, he's given up sustainable housing. Uh, he's given up a chance at a further education. But this seems to be supported in this world. A lot of people are going around doing this. And and like there seems to be an entire economy based around it where there's Yeah, and there seems to be an entire economy based around poker. But you can still have a gambling problem. If I go to a town and I find a poker shop and a hospital that uh, helps me and my friends recover from our uh, poker tribulations and also a gym where I can train my poker. Then, then I will allow this analogy to be true. <laughs> if I find even one single town with a poker center. <laughs> okay, well, how about, how about dog fighting? Okay, hold up now. But that's not that's not strictly that's gambling. gambling. That, no, because dogfighting is just real life Pokemon gone evil. Well, what's the point of dogfighting, though? People, uh, I they mean, gamble. some people like the violence. It's for gambling. I will say you so. Have, and the whole point of dogfighting is underground betting. I did like when, like, when I as a kid defeated another child or, like, a bald biker man or, like, uh, I don't know, bikini girl or something like that. They then paid me a thousand dollars. Yeah. <laughs> so there does seem to be an element of money to this. I I think there's layers to this problem, but fundamentally, I don't think you're wrong. I just think that it's not clean of an analogy. Just but because also, I just I'm with you. <laughs> like, well, of course, can you imagine like sitting down to pitch a game to Nintendo and being like, 
I want to give kids gambling problems. All right, they're called pocket monsters. Cute animals. But imagine, all right, it's part turtle, part squirrel, and if it kills you, then you got to pay me (laughs) (laughs) $1,000. I just rifle it up. Whoa, what if they're not paying you? What if you're rifling it off of their unconscious body? No, 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 no. Afterwards, they say, ah, darn, I should get better. And then they <laughs> then they disappear, never to be seen from again. Or if you try to talk to them, they'll say the same single line to you. So surely you've heard that in Pokemon, like it was based off of uh, bug collecting. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So then like, do you understand that in Japan, it is very common to have like beetle fighting, which is essentially like dog fighting. God fucking damn it. I didn't know that. Okay, I thought you knew that part. But yeah, like you would get like kids and it's very common for children to do this, especially in the summer. Like they have bug catching kits for the kids to go catch bugs and you'll catch beetles. Then you'll put them together to make them fight. And this is just normal, acceptable behavior. I I did not know that. Metzger, we learn everything on this Japanese podcast. <laughs> Metzger, we this is an anime exploration tool that we've been blessed with. For in your case, cursed with. I don't know how many years of your life um you've exchanged, but uh, I think at this point the bus is keeping me alive. Okay. That's that's what I thought. i it's like a it's like the guy from Indiana Jones. Yeah. Where he's in charge of guarding the goblet. Well, so he, you know what that can't means. Die until someone else shows up to take his place. When the bus is moving, listener, you have to be in the bus. You can't be tied up on the tracks because that means we do have to choose to run you over. So uh, next week, when the bus starts moving, you better be in here listening to this episode. Or else, back to that. Uh, hey, listener, thanks for hanging out with us. We hope that you had fun today. We hope that you learned something either about Pokemon, Japanese beetle fights, what it means to be bamboozled, or um, Gotham <laughs> prosecuting <laughs> attorneys. Or what a miracle it can be to have a nice sandwich. And it's been a miracle being with you. Thanks for hanging out with us. <laughs> and we'll see you next week. Until then. Bye! bye.